Hey there, thanks for checking out my podcast. This episode was recorded originally as a video, so if you'd prefer to watch it, head over to my YouTube channel. Otherwise, sit back and enjoy. How to find the best stocks for the wheel. Now, if you're new to the channel, let's actually talk about the wheel options trading strategy uh, for just a moment and uh, what that is, how it works and why it is so critical to have the absolute best stocks. So I'm turning this into heading two and here is how it works. There's actually three steps to this and uh, step number one is that you are selling puts, uh, so selling put options and you collect premium. So then if, if the stock closes below uh, the strike price that you sold, you are getting assigned. So you may or may not get assigned. Now, if you're not getting assigned, you're going back to step number one. Super easy. And you're selling more puts and collect more premium. However, if you're getting assigned, <clears throat> if assigned, then you sell calls and collect more premium. Okay. So this is the basic premise of the strategy. And I see that I very randomly uh, capitalize and uh, not capitalize it. So let's just make sure that this is all cool because I will make these notes available for you. So when we are selling put options and collecting premium, this is when we can often get blinded by the premium. And I'll show you some very, very specific examples. So this is why it is absolutely important important. Okay. You have to select the right stocks for the strategy. So let's write this down and then I will give you multiple examples. So important. Uh, there we go. You must select the right stocks. And this is why I say the best stocks. Okay. For the strategy. Because you might get assigned because let me just write it down. You might get assigned and then here's what happens then when you're getting assigned, you own not one kind of one, the stock, you own the stock at the strike price that you sold. So let me first show you the trades that I am in right now. So I want to show you this. Uh, my trades and also how much money I made or lost this week. Does that sound good? So, and then uh, we will talk about how to find the best ones, but let's uh, just start here because it might give you an idea of what I am looking for when I am looking for the best stocks for the wheel strategy. So I want to jump over here into my account and in my account, you see right now that we have Apple, GDXJ, Ride, Riot and Snap. So there's five stocks right now. Now you might also see, oh my gosh, there is some red, there's some red, there's some green. And this is why I want to dissect uh, all of these trades with you because I think it is important that you understand the wheel option strategy. So we're going to start with Apple. So Apple, I sold the 133 put 
and I collected premium for this. I, I can look it up, but uh, it doesn't really matter right now how much it is. Uh, we can take a look at this because this is, uh, I just had a, a great conversation with somebody and uh, he called it the dead soldier uh, because I was assigned. So I own Apple at $133. And if you look at the chart right now, you will see that, oh my gosh, this is actually uh, one of the stocks that is underwater because right now I cannot sell calls because let's talk about this here. Uh, if assigned, you sell calls and collect more premium. And this is the important thing if possible. And here's what it means by if possible. If possible means that I can collect enough premium that I'm making at least 30% annualized. So this is my criteria. Your criteria here might be different. Okay, so I got assigned Apple and I have not been able this week to sell any calls. And as you can see on this position right now, I'm down $9,300. Now, keep in mind, and uh, this is why I want to come back to this. I own Apple at uh, 133 and my open, super important, open P&L right now, it is underwater is a negative of, of let's say around $10,000. Now, please keep in mind, please keep in mind, I'm trading a $250,000 cash account, which is $500,000 in buying power. So if I'm losing $10,000 on an account with $500,000 buying power, how much is that in percent, right? So this is where uh, we're using our handy dandy calculator and we're taking the 10,000 divided by the buying power of 500,000 and uh, so I'm down 2%. Okay, so this right now is a 2% loss for me. And the super important thing, this is a so-called open profit and loss. So this means only if I would sell Apple right now, I would realize this loss, which I'm not planning to do because I'm planning to sell calls against it. However, this is, uh, Again, the dead soldier. I really like this expression here. Or as uh, one of our mastermind members said, Teresa said it, Apple right now is like the boyfriend who is sitting on your couch playing Xbox all day instead of going out and trying to get a job, right? And earn some money. Anyhow, you, you get the idea here. So this is where Apple right now is my, my dead soldier or uh, the, the boyfriend. I like this also, the boyfriend on the couch. Is this how you spell couch? No, probably with the U, right? Uh, who is not making any money. And that is okay. And I'll show you in a moment why that is. Because let's talk about the second trade that I have. And here's the deal. Because this here is called the best stocks for the wheel. I do not mind owning Apple at all. Now, temporarily, I'm down on this stock. Now, do I believe that Apple has actually a pretty good chance to uh, go up to 133? Absolutely. I mean, uh, if we are looking at uh, the Apple chart here, I want to remove this for a moment. And uh, we just look back here over the past, uh, let's just uh, look back over the past year. So this here is uh, actually, you know what? Uh, let's actually jump to, the, to my handy dandy iPad because then I can use my pen and show you exactly what I'm seeing. So here's what I want to do. I'm on the iPad right now and I want to basically zoom out 
for a year so that we see what happened since last year. And uh, let me see if I can get rid of this one. There we go. And uh, so, again, this is why it is super important. Do I want to own the stock? This is what happened a year ago. This was February. Then we have March hit and we had all the COVID stuff hitting it. After this, Apple soared to new all-time highs, which was uh, probably somewhere here uh, around September. And ever since has been trading between, uh, I want to say uh, this probably 108 and uh, as high as 144. So between 108 and 144. Now, do I believe that Apple has the potential to go up to 144? Absolutely. And if I wouldn't believe this, I wouldn't trade the stock. Um, somebody says, why is this not a, a clear image? It should be. Uh, let me just make sure. Uh, let me ask my team, do we see a clear image here or is it somewhat a uh, little bit blurry? It should be a very clear image. At least I hope. This is what I was planning to do. Okay, uh, good. So this is where we go back to, if I share this, the rule number one of the wheel club. Don't sell puts on stocks that you don't want to own. I believe that Apple can go up to 144. Now, I also believe that Apple can potentially go down to 108. And if this happens, if it goes down to 108, I will fly a so-called rescue mission. And what do I do then? A rescue mission means that I'm selling more puts sell more puts. And so this means that I would own more Apple stock at 108. And uh, this is such an important concept that I decided to dedicate a Coffee with Marcus to it. So I will show you on Monday in the next Coffee with Marcus of how exactly I'm planning to do this and what this does. Because I think it is important that when you are trading the wheel that you know how to fly rescue missions because every now and then they might happen. So I'll show this to you in the next Coffee with Marcus. But today, let's first stay focused on finding the best stocks for this. Okay, so going back here to the first rule of the Wheel Club, don't sell puts on stocks that you don't want to own. So let's talk about the next one. GDXJ is the next stock that I have. And uh, with GDXJ, I sold the 48 put. And with GDXJ, now I own GDXJ at 48 because it closed below my put. Again, if you're not familiar, I'm just giving you here the highlights of the strategy. If you would like to learn more about the strategy, uh, I'll leave a link in the description. I have a whole playlist for you. So if you are interested in this, uh, take a look at that because I also want to show you of what happened here. So Apple did not make any money this week. Now, GDXJ, on the other hand, I own GDXJ and therefore I can move on to step number three of the wheel. And this is where on Monday, on Monday, I sold the 48 call. Again, remember, this is if assigned, then you sell calls and collect more premium if possible. So this was possible. I'll sold the 48 call and I'm going to show you exactly how much money I made uh, there. So I sold um, 21 uh, calls for 70 cents and yesterday 
I bought them back for seven cents. So 70 minus seven is 63. I can do this without my calculator. So um, I sold 21 times the 48 call and made $63 this week from Monday until yesterday. So uh, let's just now use the handy dandy calculator and say how much is that in profit. And uh, then we talk about GDXJ of why I like the idea of GDXJ times 63. So this is uh, $1,323. So $1,323 in profits that I realized. So now uh, I don't have any calls there. So therefore on Monday I can sell more calls. But uh, just want to highlight this here in, let's do this in green. Why not? So that we know what's happening. So let's talk about GDXJ. What the heck is GDXJ and why do I like this? So GDXJ is an index of the gold miners. And uh, GDXJ is highly correlated to gold. So let me just uh, add here gold as a comparison and uh, we are looking at the gold futures. So I can add it here as a comparison symbol. And uh, there we go. You see that uh, actually as gold goes up, so does the index of the gold miners. As gold goes down, so does the index of the gold miners. So gold right now is uh, probably at a nine month low. But in the long term, I believe that gold is a safe haven. So especially when the market is going down, usually gold is going up. Now, right now, there's a different focus. The focus is on uh, the yield and bonds. But uh, I overall still am bullish on gold and therefore I'm also on the gold miners. So this is why I don't mind owning the gold miners at 48 because there's some good premium in this that can be sold. In fact, on Monday, I'm planning to sell more calls. Maybe I'll do it here in a little bit. Um, Anyhow, so Peter says, if you close GDX early, why didn't you sell a new call for the next week immediately? Uh, because I didn't get enough premium. And this is where it's so important. It's a great question, Peter. Uh, so I collect more premium if possible. And for me, my criteria is I want to have more than 30% uh, per year or an annualized premium. Okay. Annualized premium. So that's what I want to achieve here. And this is how I was able thus far for this year, make a little bit over $46,000 in just two months. So it's not too bad. I think I'm doing quite well here. So uh, it didn't meet my criteria. I rather wait another day uh, and we, can, we might be able to sell one together here in just a moment. But I wanna uh, show you the other stocks. And uh, so again, do I like owning GDXJ uh, at this price? Absolutely. Do I right now lose a little bit of money on the stock? Yes. But again, based on my account size, how much am I losing on the stock? 1%. Losing around $5,000. And this is an open PL, so I would only lose it if 
I would close this position right now, which I'm not planning to do because I am following the wheel strategy where I'm selling more calls. Okay, is this making sense thus far at all? Is this helpful? If it is, do me a favor, click on like really quick uh, because I see here in my counter how many likes we are getting and then I know that this is helpful and I will continue walking through this, but I don't want to bore you with my trades if you uh, don't find this helpful at all. So do me a favor and click on like really quick. Uh, if I see that the likes are jumping up, we'll keep going. Why not? Okay, uh, so let's talk about the next one. So the next one here is Ride. So let's talk about Ride, uh, which is the next stock that I own. Right, and uh, Ride is actually uh, an electric car maker. And uh, this is where I sold the 2150 put. And uh, this is here where right now I own Ride at 2150. And you might say, that's probably not a good idea. And uh, you're right, if you're looking at right here right now, you see that right is down to $16. We can get rid of uh, gold here. So I marked the strike price that I got assigned at. And uh, right now, as you can see, I'm underwater on the stock. But let's talk about, before we talk about the stock here and why I think that this was a good stock here. And then again, we talk about the best stocks and how you can find the best stocks and be really, really, uh, picky in your selection criteria so that you can make money with the strategy because ultimately that's what it's all about. I mean, we're here, you're watching me, not because you're bored out of your mind, maybe you are, but probably because you want to have some more tips and tricks on how to make money. And this channel is all about real money and real trades. So therefore I'm showing you my real trades here. So let me show you what I did with Ride this week. And so for Ride, I sold the 2250 call. Again, after I own the stock, so here, uh, this is what I did on Monday. On Monday, I sold the uh, 2250 call and uh, I sold 47 of them. I sold 47 of them and uh, let's just see at what price and the price that I sold it for was 30 cents, right here at 30 cents. So, um, and this is, and this is where I made. Let's uh, just bring up my handy dandy calculator. Uh, so I made 30 cents per contract and I sold 47. Okay, so it's 47 times 30. Let's bring it up here. 47 times 30. So on this one, uh, I made $1,410 in profits. Okay, so 1,410 in profits. Now I will keep all the premium and this will not get called away if right today uh, closes uh, below 2250. And uh, let's just double check. But uh, do you think in the next 10 minutes that ride will go above 2250? Probably not, right? So yeah, I will keep all of the premium. So this is what I made in profits there. Now, um, again, I am down on this, and so we'll talk about it. Why do I like Wright? Well, Wright is one of the companies, like the other electric car makers, that are about to produce cars. So they are not there uh, with uh, Neo and Tesla yet. Neo and Tesla, they are already producing cars, but they are about to produce cars. And this is where I, I want to just overlay this uh, with Tesla so that you see that uh, they are like an electric car maker, okay? So here's Tesla, the orange line, went up, 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 made a, a triple top, look at this, top, 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 and is right now going down. So this week, Tesla 
Same as ride is not everybody's darling. But we know the story of Tesla, don't we? And uh, we can also take a look at this here uh, if you look at NEO and compare NEO, the other electric car maker, to this. And we see NEO very, very similar. Up, 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 went down, went up. So it uh, made a triple top, 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 and went down here. But overall, I mean, I don't know about you, but I, I like electric cars. I mean, there's so many initiatives going on allowed around electric cars. So this is why I don't mind owning Ride and selling calls against it. Do I believe that Ride can go back up to uh, these levels up here to 30? Absolutely. Absolutely. Is this going to happen today? No, it does not. Right. But that's fine. I don't own I don't mind owning right. And this is why it's so important. We're going back to rule number one of the wheel club. Don't sell puts on stocks that you don't want to own. I want to own right. Now, I wanted to own it at 2150. Did I want right to go down to 1650? No, but I don't mind because I believe that right will turn around. But let's take a look at uh, the next two stocks that I have here. Riot couldn't resist a pretty aggressive trade so i took it with half of position not as much as i usually trade but i thought you know what riot uh cryptocurrencies here let's just take a look at the chart um and i sold the 2750 so i mean super conservative so this is here the uh 2750 put so uh sold a uh, strike price of 27.50. So if um, if a riot stays above 27.50 for the next few minutes, for the next 10 minutes, then I can collect the whole premium. And uh, so riot is uh, is basically uh, going very similar to Bitcoin. Let me overlay it with Bitcoin. So uh, we are overlaying Bitcoin uh, BTC um, USD. Let's uh, let's just grab this one. Look at this. Somebody's at the front door. What do you know? I'm not going to answer right now. So this is where you see Bitcoin here going up, then going down, going up. And we can take a look at Bitcoin here. Uh, let's see. I have it right here. This might be a little bit easier to see. So as you can see, it looks very, very similar like Riot. So uh, right now, uh, would I be okay owning Bitcoin? Uh, let's just get rid of the overlay here for a moment. Um, how do I get rid of this? It's all live. It's all good. I get better at this every single day. Don't I? There we go. Um, but you see, uh, this is the equivalent of Bitcoin dropping down to probably 35,000 or 32,000. Would I mind owning Bitcoin at this level? No, because I believe in the long run that Bitcoin might actually go, like many say, uh, to um, 200,000. So this is why I did Riot. And uh, let me show you exactly of what I did here. So on Riot, I sold the 2750 put. Same as here. This is uh, the put. And uh, I did that for... I sold how many of these? Let me just quickly double check. I, I don't think I did that many. Yeah, I just did 18. And I did it at $14. So 18 times um, and made uh, $14 on each contract. So it's not a whole lot here because, again, I consider this a fairly aggressive trade. Uh, but let's bring up our handy dandy calculator and see what happened. 
So 18 uh, times 14. So that's uh, really $252. I thought it was more. Okay. Uh, so $250 in profit. But I think I did that yesterday. Did I do it yesterday? I think so. Not quite sure. So in two days, I'll take it. I'll take it. I'm okay with this. Now let's talk about the last trade here. And again, I told you why I wouldn't uh, mind owning Riot. And uh, so now we talk about the last one. And the last one is Snap. And uh, I want to go back to Blue because I have OCD tendencies. And again, uh, I'll be happy to make these notes available to you if you're interested. Um, my team can probably leave a comment somehow in the description here or maybe in the chat of letting you know of how you can get hold of these notes if you're interested in them. I mean, if you don't want them, that's okay. But if you think they're cool and help you uh, compare notes, uh, feel free to grab them. Uh, there is somehow magically a possibility because every day I give them to Kevin, one of my team members and say, make them pretty. Okay, so let's talk about Snap here and what happened. I sold the, uh, let's see, what did I do? With Snap, I sold the 52 put and I sold 19 of them. So sold uh, 19 of the 52 put. So if right now Snap stays above 52, uh, we're good and we're not getting assigned. Where do I have Snap? Right here. And as you can see, right now it's trading at $57. So the strike price was 52. So we're fine. We'll probably keep the whole premium. And I sold this, I sold 19 of these for 16 cents. Okay, so this would be uh, and made uh, $14 per contract. So this would be a total of, where is my handy dandy calculator? Um, 19 times 14, eh, 266. I, I think I also did this yesterday. Thought I sold more, okay. Anyhow, so it's $266 in profits. So let's see, where do we stand for the week? Because that's the important thing. And then I'll show you some examples of uh, stocks that I don't want to own and stocks that I do want to own. And uh, here, so total profit. And this is the realized. So this is uh, this here realized uh, profit for the week. And uh, this is where we have to add it all up. So let's see if we can do this. Where is my handy dandy calculator? We have the 266 plus 255 plus 1410 plus 1323. So that is here. So thus far this week I made, well, the week is pretty much over. Uh, we will hear the ding, ding, ding of the closing bell in just a moment. So here I realized uh, 3,200 and $54. Uh, so this is in profits. Now here's my plan. And uh, let's just compare where I stand here with my plan. And again, then we're going to talk about of why these stocks are good and which stocks are not good. So um, my plan, gosh darn it. There we go. Okay. My plan is to make uh, $15,000 per month. And if I take these $15,000 per month, uh, this means that I want to make, uh, what is it? 3,750, 3,500, 3,500 per week. Okay, because times four weeks, that would be 15,000. I don't know, I'm simplifying it here, but you get the idea. 
So uh, my plan is to make $3,500 per week so that I can make $15,000 per month. I am uh, $250 shy of my goal here, but that is okay. Because overall, I have achieved my goal, and this is where it's very important that you look at the realized profit. And the realized profit thus far for the year is $49,000. So uh, based on the uh, $500,000 margin uh, or buying power, it would be around 10%. Uh, based on the cash that I put in the account, it would be around $250,000. You might say, oh my gosh, what about this? This unrealized PL, unrealized PL. And I'm not worried about that at all. Because as you can see, even those stocks that are right now down under, besides Apple, who is the lazy boyfriend on the couch, right? And uh, so it's, it's okay if one stock does not make any money. So, uh, but let's not talk about uh, the best stock. So we have Snap. Ding, 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 ding. There's the bell. Uh, this is right now realized profits. And this is, again, super important that you understand the difference between realized profits and unrealized profits. So we are doing good thus far. So let's take a look at uh, some stocks that are good and some that are not so good. So how do you find the very best stocks? Now, first of all, I want to make sure that I have my minimum requirements and my minimum requirements is that I want to make at least 30% per year. So this is where I'm using my tool, the PowerX Optimizer, uh, that actually shows me all of the options that right now give me at least 30% per year. And one of the stocks that popped up today is AFA. So the question is, do we want to own AFA at the strike price? Honestly, I don't even know what these guys are doing. So Alpha seems to be a little bit all over the place. And this is when, if you look at my account, if you look at my account and you look at all the stocks that I traded, Apple, AMD, Dropbox, uh, this is uh, the Brazilian uh, ETF, GDXJ, the gold miners, Halliburton, Hasbro, uh, toys, right? IBM, uh, this is Nordstrom, Lumber Liquidator, Monster Drink, do, do you see? These are all known stocks. So first rule for me, and this is where we go to come full circle. Okay, so how to find, or what are, let's say, what are the best stocks The best stocks for the wheel strategy? There we go. And uh, first of all, so the, the first criteria is I must want to own that stock. And, and for me, in order to, if I want to own the stock, means for me, I must know the stock. I must know what, what, the, what the heck are these guys doing, right? Uh, so, uh, and even more importantly, I must know the story. So what is the story of Apple? Well, we all know this, right? I mean, Apple sells phone, computers, uh, watches, tablets, all sorts of cool stuff. And uh, they are doing really well because they've been doing it for many, many years and they don't have too many competitors. They do have the market share. It is established. And therefore, I believe it is a super solid company. GDXJ are the gold miners. I know this, right? I know what these guys are doing. I know that Ride is an electric car manufacturer that has 100,000 pre-orders for their truck that they are producing this year. I believe that they are producing it in Arizona. Not quite sure. Got a little bit confused here. I would have to look it up. Riot is basically an, uh, a stock that mirrors cryptocurrencies. 
and I do believe that cryptocurrencies might go higher. And Snap, we all know Snapchat, so uh, Snapchat, my kids are using Snapchat. This is where they, they live on Snapchat. So I don't think that Snapchat is going away. And uh, so I, I must know the story. And uh, also very important for me, uh, the story must make sense. So this is where uh, some bad examples. Let me give you some uh, some bad examples. Somebody is at the front door. <laughs> Unbelievable. They'll come back. I'm pretty sure. Uh, so, for example, a stock that always comes up is Peloton. Peloton for me is a bad example. Uh, do I want to own Peloton? No, here's why. I do believe that Peloton did really, really well uh, during the pandemic because everybody was staying at home and they have these cool bikes. And uh, let's just get rid of these and uh, zoom out a little bit. And you see that they were soaring during the pandemic. I mean, they come from what? $15 and went to $150 in less than a year. 15 to $150. Now, however, what is their business model? Well, they make bikes, really expensive ones. I think they said that they are releasing a cheap bike right now for $2,000. And uh, you have a personal trainer built in. For me, it's super easy to rip off. I don't know if you can patent it. Uh, and if a company like Bowflex, who has been doing uh, exercise equipment for a long, long time, or Schwinn, who has been doing uh, exercise bicycles or some others, decide to take these guys on, I, I believe that they can, right? So this is why I, uh, I don't want to own the stock. Uh, same with uh, what popped up here, AFA. I, I don't even know uh, what, what AFA does. Um, so therefore, no thank you. Uh, snow is another one. Bad example. So Peloton, okay. Uh, story. So to me, uh, let's go back. Uh, sorry. To my desktop. So story doesn't make sense. Again, to me. Might make sense to you. This is where it gets subjective because you must want to own the stock. And, and maybe you have way more insight on Peloton and say, you know what? I believe that they will remain the only company who is producing these and that is all fine. Uh, but the story doesn't make sense to me. I think that they can easily be ripped off. Uh, what was the other one that we were looking at right now? Uh, so the other one was Snow. Snowflake. I mean, th this company doesn't make sense to me. I still don't understand what they're doing. It was probably the most hyped IPO of the year. The most hyped IPO of the year. So it started uh, at 240, went up all the way to 320, and uh, has been all over the place. And as you can see right now, they are trading pretty much uh, below, they're trading below their IPO, uh, the first uh, opening price on the IPO. So I don't know. And again, for you, it might be different. For me, Snow, okay, it's absolutely overhyped. It's overhyped. But again, this is where it must make sense to me. The story must make sense to me. And it doesn't. So this is why uh, it's so important that you are willing to own the stock. Now, here is another thing, okay? There must be premium to sell. Uh, there must be premium to sell, right? Uh, so to, to collect, let's say this, to collect on the call side. So let's take a look at GDXJ. Uh, so GDXJ, and uh, I'm looking at this here right now. I want to see, is there, right now, it's trading at 45.61 and markets are closed, uh, but we can see 
are there, is there some premium in the 48 strike? And you see right now the last traded price, last traded price was 37. So this is where I like to use my tool, the PowerX Optimizer, and see, okay, so does it make sense for me uh, on Monday to possibly sell GDXJ? Again, I bought the stock at 48, 2100 shares. The strike price that I want to sell is 48. Right now, uh, it is trading at 37. Okay, with an expiration of March 12th. And you see, for me, my criteria is it must make me more than 35%, and it does. So therefore, I am okay selling it. Now, if I'm selling it, I will collect $777 in premium, uh, which is not bad at all, because keep in mind, what is my goal? My goal is $3,500 per week, and uh, this is on five positions. So this basically means that each position... Each position uh, needs to generate $700 because 700 times 5 is what? 3,500. I sure hope it is. Is it? Shall we use the handy dandy calculator? See, that's a cool thing. Uh, you, you don't need to actually be good at math. So uh, let's see. If you take 3,500 and divide it by 5, whew, it's 700. So we got lucky. So here, if I see that uh, GDXJ actually next week can make me $777, so I'm good there. That's not bad at all, okay? Maybe it pops a little bit higher on Monday. We don't know. Maybe on Monday I can get 45 cents. Cool. So is this something that I should have sold today? Because I could have sold it today for 37 and it would have made me uh, some nice premium. Yes. I should have done it. Why didn't I do it? Uh, because last night was a super weird night. And uh, last night I only slept 30 minutes. Literally. I'm not exaggerating and I'm not lying. I slept 30 minutes. So today I wasn't my best. Now here's the cool thing. Even though I'm not at my best, still made $3,254 this week. I'll take it. Okay. All right. That's it for today. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure that you subscribe to this podcast. And if you could do me a huge favor and rate it, that would mean a lot to me. Just leave a five-star rating and let others know what you think about the podcast. Also, you can go to rockwelltrading.com social, where you'll find links to all of my social media accounts, as well as event info, blogs, and other cool updates I have for you. Thank you so much for listening and remember to join me next time. Until then, have a great time and I'll talk to you soon. Mm -hmm.